1: Hello and welcome to the A to Z Sports Preds NashCast aka we haven't heard of your podcast either. I'm your host Alex Darty, and I'm joined by my co-host Chris Link. Today on the show the Preds cling very very tightly to the fourth playoff spot in the Central Division. Uh, Now the end of the regular season looms only about 15 games left and the team has huge games coming up including one today against Dallas on Sunday. Um of course there's even more injuries uh though the preds do get one key contributor ryan ellis back in the lineup uh and then the uh the trade deadline is basically here it's tomorrow and um, monday april 12th uh what will the preds do what should they do uh a lot of that has changed over the last month obviously but uh here we are uh link it's, it's getting, down to the, getting down to the wire how are you doing
0: i'm uh confused maybe a little bit um It seems like the worse the Predators roster looks on paper, the better they perform in some cases. Uh, In other cases, you know, we're finally seeing what we were hoping to see from this team all year long. I think we've said that more than a few times in this show now, Uh, but it continues to be true. Every time you you throw a kid in there, they're succeeding. And I feel like if you had all of the rookies, all of the young players out there playing, you have a lot of deadweight contracts on the books that you really didn't need going into the season.
1: Right, exactly. It, it, I, you know, and and we'll talk about some of those young guys. There's been a couple that have really stood out to me. Um this week in particular has been uh has been I don't know. I I, I think we we probably predicted I, I I have to go back, but I think we might have predicted exactly how this went that they would beat Detroit uh one, at least one out of the two times. They beat them twice and then they lost to Tampa. Um even though the Tampa game was was they
0: they, they lost to uh Vasilevsky they didn't lose to Tampa yes
1: that's a great way of putting it Vasilevsky was a a complete uh he was the star of the game for sure he he proves why he's you know gonna win the Bezina this year um he was he was outstanding in that game we'll get to that let's talk about Detroit first The, the 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 last Tuesday's game the overtime I'm sorry the shootout game um where the Predators were uh, kind of challenged by Detroit some, somewhat. They, they pushed back pretty hard and and had a one goal lead in that game. Uh, but then Luke Cunning scores. Mikhail Granlin gets a, a late power play, tying game, game tying goal on the power play. Uh, and then in the shootout, uh, Ryan Johansson has that crazy shootout goal that he does, and Roman Yossi. Clinches it, but and just just infuriating the
0: entire Red Wing fan base. With which, granted, is not difficult. <laughs> like they they just wake up ready to be mad about anything.
1: You were apparently you were talking to, to a lot of Red Wing I don't, fans.
0: No, I mean just they just they just Twitter search everything. They just go looking for people being like mean or glib about the Red Wings and then they start talking about the number of Stanley Cups they've won. I'm like, this team has been around (laughs) since like the Victorian era playing hockey. Like you're going to (laughs) win a few by accident. Like, right, right. You know, it's, it's always just real tough with Red Wing fans. I mean, really with any original six fan group, but like Red Wings fans are, are really, uh, some of the hardest to to deal with.
1: I loved how you were like, uh, I, I'm, I'm a Philadelphia Flyer. I grew up in Philadelphia, or, or I, I'm Philadelphia. Oh, I'm was fan. raising Yeah, so, so, so I can't be. I can't fan. be hurt. What? Yeah, was it? you can't.
0: You, you. I've watched the Eagles and the the Flyers, and I've seen franchises rise and fall. I, I don't. I mean, it's, it, I'm immune. Like, what? What do you want me to do? Be angry <laughs> about sports? I mean. <laughs> I watch Tottenham every weekend. What do you want me to do? Be upset that the team that that the team is bad? Like teams are bad all the time. Every team is going to be bad at some point in their history. Like, get over it. The last thing you're going to clarify. I want to clarify one thing. All right. Now, one person was really upset that I was calling the Red Wings trash because they have a history of winning Stanley Cups, and I want to reiterate that you can both be successful and trash at the same time. Okay. Kid Rock example. It's very successful. Complete trash. So the what I'm saying is the Red Wings are the Kid Rock of the NHL. Now, is it go. coincidental that Kid Rock is also from Detroit? No, trash. Tr- now, I'm, now, not everything in Detroit is trash. Great music history. There are great people. Uh-huh. Um, but certainly they need to work on some of the more modern exports.
1: I, I I almost think the only thing my only qualm is I almost think that the 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 Kid Rock analogy would work better with Boston. Than with Detroit, just because of the, the, the maybe the the, the, <laughs> the similarities between like the uh, the type of fan that's that, that roots for Boston and, and the success combined with trashness of, of Boston. Sometimes uh, the, the
0: challenge with Boston is that um, and you get this with a lot of um, sports teams in that area is that it really t- tends to have more of a New England flavor to it. That's true. And yeah. so you have a lot of people outside of Boston who are. Yeah. Just, oh,
1: yeah. You know, yeah.
0: culturally distinct from Boston. I, I, um, in, in fact, I went notable
1: ways. I, I know we're getting off derail, but that's totally okay. The, 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 uh, um, I went to a Boston game, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, they, they weren't playing the predators. I just went to a, a Bruins Panthers game. I think it was. And I, I think everyone sitting around me had, had, had commuted two hours to uh, an hour and a half to the game from like, you know, other parts of Massachusetts Mm. Uh, so like, yeah, you're absolutely right. These are not, these are not Bostonians. These are like people who live in Salem and people who live in like uh, Provincetown and stuff like that. They're going to these Boston Bruins games.
0: Names of cities, in New England
1: are just ridiculous. I feel like
0: I should put <laughs> on like a felt hat and go marching through the street in a pair of high boots. <laughs> like, uh,
1: so anyways, Detroit. Yes. Trash once one time successful. Now trash, always trash Detroit. Uh, <laughs> Um, but the Predators get the shootout win on on Tuesday, and then they they destroy the, the Red Wings on on Thursday. Definitely a more uh, appropriate win for them. They were they were very. I mean, the Predators just dominated that game. Uh, Jonathan Bernier in goal. You, you can you can almost always count on that for the Predators to uh, put some goals in on Jonathan Bernier. That's always that's always entertaining. Uh, it, really, nothing else of note in that game. I mean, like the, they just they they beat them. They beat a bad team. Congratulations. And then you get this Tampa game, and uh, we talked a little bit about it, but it was—it's was just so interesting to me how different this Predators team looks against uh, Tampa now than they did. Uh, I mean, they were zero five against this team, and you just thought like, "There's no way they can come close to winning because Tampa's so good." But Nashville was. Now I know Tampa didn't have Stamkos; they still don't have Kucherov. Uh, uh, Predators don't have a couple of their players either. Not that they're c- comparable, but. Predators
0: yeah. are missing an entire all star line. Yeah, like. list, they're list.
1: Yeah, they're missing a ton of play, ton of players. But um, yes, it was it was it was the Andre Vasilevsky show and the uh, the PDO regression monster coming to get the uh, the Nashville Predators as well, who just had a couple bounces. There were a couple bounces. They beat they beat Vasilevsky a couple times, and the puck just didn't go in. So
0: yeah, I mean, there's a lot of luck in <laughs> hockey, and it was rolling against the Predators last night. Unfortunately, despite a lot of good work.
1: Yeah. Um, one player I wanted to mention uh, is someone that I, uh, you know, I, I've always I've always heard a lot about from a lot of uh, the people that I follow that are really heavy into prospects and guys that are really focused on you know who, who's who's up and coming and maybe not even guys that are going to be you know superstars but like really excelling at the AHL level collegiate level that kind of stuff and that would be Rim Pitlick. So Rim Pitlick last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning was as good as I can remember a young Center slash wing hybrid kind of player being and not scoring at all and not not even not not getting on the score sheet. He was he has so much speed. He plays very smart in transition, which is something the Predators have been doing poorly for a while now. Um, He's good defensively. He's got great puck skills. He goes to the front of the net. He does he does a lot of the things that drive you crazy about. uh, I'm sorry. He does a lot of the things that Victor Arvidsson does well, but almost none of the things that drive you crazy about Victor Arvidsson. He's much better on the puck. He makes better decisions. Um, I, I don't know. What did you think? I, I, I was blown away. And I was like, I came away thinking there's no reason that we Pitlick should come out of this lineup. If he continues to play like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is the story. This is a story we've been, we've been uh, talking about a lot as injuries have piled up and <laughs> they've been forced to play rookies, the rookies, have come in and they have played like they belong in the nhl and all this tells me is that david poil went out over the summer signed summer i went i don't know i'm i'm I'll, the the, <laughs> the weird season is now throwing me off because i'm like yeah wait, it was like was late this? fall or something late yeah. fall yeah went out signed a bunch of replacement level guys to fairly cheap contracts when he absolutely didn't need to We've seen these defensemen come up from from I'm going to say Milwaukee, but come up from the minors and play fine as mm-hmm. well, on par. I mean, no, no, none of the defensemen have played as poorly as Ben Harper. So, and Ben R. Harper is seeing ice time. So, I mean, that like that tells you something. But like talking about Rem Pitlick in particular, I mean, he just na- he looks natural in the NHL. He looks like he could easily cement himself. I mean. He's probably a bottom six player. He could he could probably fill in on on the second line if if he needed him to. Yeah, uh, he's fast. He's responsible. He's he knows where to go on the ice. I mean, even um, what's what's crazy about it is that uh, listening to Heinz's post game comments on Pitlick, you're just sitting there thinking, well. The way Heinz described him is the yeah. way I've heard so many people describe the prototypical Heinz player. So why? That's
1: a great point.
0: Why is a guy like Rem Pitlick, who has the exact skill set, yeah, that your coach wants, does isn't there on the roster? Why can't he make the roster for the season? I, I I'm gonna go way off, maybe way way off, but like Rem Pit- Pitlick and the way he's now in the team and how effective he's been. I just wonder if David Poyle said to Hines, like, I'm not happy with, with this. I don't think we're going to be able to get done with these players. We need to go out and sign some veteran, you know, depth guys on some contracts and just give you more tool. Like, And, you know, they go out and they just do the best they can. And, and Poyle brings these guys in and Hines is just like, oh, now <laughs> I got Brad Richardson. He's not really what I want, but now I have yeah. him and I can't put – Rem Pitlick in the lineup because I have Brad Richardson I have to juggle and I you know he's on a full contract I think I'm on a two way you know I, I kind of wonder and I don't defend Heinz a lot but like did Poyle really tie Heinz's hands in the lineup by yeah. getting some of these like mediocre or poor contract players on yeah. contract I, I don't know but these guys, Rem Pitlick being a great example, Yaakov Trennan being another example, Tolvinan being another example, Carrier before he got injured being an example, Dave Davies being an example, like guys who are perfectly capable. may not always be elite, may not even be like high end players. Doesn't matter.
1: They're getting yeah. the job done. I, it, um and, and another thing is you know, they don't even have the excuse of Rem Pitlick being too young. He's twenty four. He's 24. Yeah, he's not, yeah. I mean, it's Tolden is. is 21. I mean, I understand. I, I in some ways I understand why someone like Tomasino is not playing because he's only 19. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the other guys that are just you know far too far too green yeah. to, to put in there. Rem Pillick has been around and he's been playing for a while. And uh, it, you know, in in professional hockey, uh, 24 years old, get that guy out there if he's going to play like that. And I also wonder about his his position. Are they going to? stick do what they do and stick him on the wing and just have him be a volume shooter on the wing like they've done so many times or are they gonna stick to it and say you know what we're gonna tr- we're gonna put him at center we're gonna have him play yeah. a, a two-way game and play, be dominant on the puck and drive play because that's what he does well that's what i noticed is he's he seems to drive play not just not just uh go to the front of the net and just wait for shooting opportunities he seems to drive play well
0: yeah yeah i mean just because you draft the guy as a center doesn't mean that if he doesn't slot in at the first one to C position. He immediately becomes a winger.
1: Yeah, right. exactly. You
0: didn't, if you drafted Rem Pitlick to be, to, to center one of your top two lines, you're drafting poorly. <clears throat> if you drafted him to be a winger on your top two lines, why, you know, maybe you need to reevaluate how you're scouting. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, we've seen 65 minutes of him. I think roughly 65 minutes of it, five on five. Um, and he's, he's performed well. I mean, certainly warrants more ice time um I, i'm curious to see him more in the power play i mean he's only got like five minutes of power play time maybe maybe six uh so not a lot to judge um because i mean it's still the national power play so not exactly
1: and i know i think dynamic. they're i think they're worried about his size he's just a little smaller but like that i mean you can't i mean look look at there's so many great centers in the league that are under six feet i mean like he's he's not that he's not that small he's not if, tiny out there
0: if his size is a problem he'll wash out like yeah. let him burn on his own like no figure out what you have <clears throat> and and let him prove himself i mean yeah. th- this is this is a t- like a lot of the predators competition is flaming out a little bit for that fourth spot
1: you know it's and oh you mean oh sorry in the division yes got yeah, right in the exactly division. columbus I mean,
0: yeah this is yeah. this is actually looking like it may be the predators spot to lose
1: yeah i mean they they lost they lost that game last night and uh they're they're still they're still in the in the fourth spot by a couple points yeah. i mean they, they I have mean, a big they're, they're, dallas
0: yeah, two points up on chicago i mean yeah. dallas is making up games and is down by five points now mm-hmm. so i mean they're they're above 500 but you know they can still close the gap, but they're not doing it very rapidly. Um I, you know, it, it really things are looking decent for Nashville, barring they're gonna I mean they had a pretty easy time the last few weeks compared to what they could be playing. Right. Um, but you know, it, it this is this is real now. You know, they can they can make it into that fourth spot and you know look for a little bit of luck in the playoffs or maybe they some key players come back from injury. You know, at that point, the team should know what they have. You know, we have 14 more games to go. Um, it's only a few more weeks. I granted then you're going to have the delay because so they can have like the senators play the Canucks 400 times and, and waste everyone's, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) could you imagine like, even if Vancouver, I think, swept auto in that series, I don't think Vancouver can actually make the playoffs at that point.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: So it's like they're just going to basically subject these guys to dangerous conditions.
1: Yeah the the the, the league the league decided uh, announced yesterday that they would extend the regular season put push or delay the playoffs by four or five games I think or four or five days to uh, allow the, the Vancouver Canucks to catch up on these games they've missed. They've been not playing for like. Yeah, but they're
0: not like the games they're missing are not even meaningful. like they're not going to be meaningful ones. Like it's just, it's just it's not not
1: dissimilar to what happened with the NFL and they had to they had to change they had to go to extend their season a little bit. It's not that dissimilar, but yeah, it's it's a little uh, a a little um, yeah.
0: I mean, it's not like there's promotion relegation
1: where you know
0: Ottawa's fighting for a spot in the NHL like Mm -hmm. just.
1: Well, you mentioned injuries. Um, just a quick update. So Ryan Ellis returns. Phil Forsberg is still week to week. Victor Arvidsson missed one game, but he's now back. Uh, that could have been a lot worse. Alex Carrier, several, a couple defensive players are are definitely. So, like Alex Carrier is out three to five weeks. That was a, or late last, or late, or early last week. Sorry. Dante Fabro is week to week. Ellie Tolvanen is week to week. That's not good. Uh, Matthew Olivier is probably done for the year. Uh, Matt Duchesne still no word on that at all. So like, there's a lot of players still out of the lineup. If you get these players back in the playoffs, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. Where, where do, do I, I assume player, I mean, obviously Philip Forsberg's going to play. Matt Duchesne's going to play. Um, Matt, you know, Alex Carrier, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Dante Fabro. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I and mean, it's going to be interesting. Uh, when, if the, when, the, if the team slides in, because, if I look, like really, Tampa has been sliding. They're I mean, they're like five. They've and lost five their grip on the top their, spot. Yeah, yeah, they're five and five in their last ten. Yeah. Um. I mean, do do would I want the Predators to play Carolina any more than Tampa? I mean, I I think they could. You know, I I, I don't know. I mean, Carolina. I, I just feel like they're I mean, gonna beat I, up.
1: Uh, I think. Yeah, because of the goaltending. I think you'd want to play Carolina over Tampa for sure. Uh, yeah. Carolina's been rolling with. You know James Reimer and uh, Nedelkovic, that guy that the the rookie um, Nedelkovic that you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, those are fine goaltenders, but they're not um, Andre Bazilevsky. So,
0: yeah, I don't. It's it's tough, but I mean, so maybe that could it happen. You get a little puck luck, and and you could you could maybe make your way through. It's happened before.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so the injuries are are not good for the Predators, and 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 that that sort of that context is important for this trade deadline coming up tomorrow. Um, I mean, I, I, I have an idea of what they should do. I mean, this has all changed just so dramatically from a, from a month ago. Uh, I, 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 my opinion on what they should do is sort of contingent upon what, what the actual injuries that they have are. I mean, if they, if they know in their mind, OK, we're calling Philip Forsberg week to week, but we know he's actually going to be back next week and he's he's going to be back. And so we're going to be fine there. We actually know that, uh, that, that Matt Duchesne is going to be back very soon after that as well. We know that Tilvin is going to be back. We know that all these guys are coming back. If they know that, then I think that they could feel comfortable moving a couple pieces. But if they don't know that, if that's more, um, if, if that's something, that, if, if, if they can't predict where they're going to be in a couple weeks because of the, injury situation they don't have the, the they don't have the the comfort level to move any of these pieces because they just don't have enough bodies out there so yeah. like Mikhail Granlund or Nick Cousins uh Eric Hala who we've talked about all year about being traded like they I don't know that they can move these pieces so
0: yeah I mean the Predators in a really awkward spot you know it, I think it comes down to can they clear out some contracts for players who they know won't be back? Right. Keep it really simple. Um, I I don't know that any player that could come in to improve the Predators in a meaningful way is either going to be too expensive or is going to cause some serious issues with, like, the roster lineup or doesn't make any sense. Like, the Predators their best center right now. I don't know. Is it Cali Yarncroak? I'm not sure. It probably is. Because Matthew Shane is by default the best center. Ryan Johansson is seemingly just done. Like, I don't know. He doesn't, I don't know what his deal is anymore. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but you can't
1: show I mean, signs at times of being the same guy, but then like he just disappears for huge portions of games. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just I, I don't really know what to say about it. He doesn't bring he's not bringing much, especially this season. He's like falling off even more. and He doesn't bring yeah. in anything defensively, which is a shame for a center because you want your center to have a little bit of a defensive game. Mm hmm. Um, so, I mean, once again, the Predators are trying to solve for their center issue, which there's, I don't think, a way to solve without some real wizardry um, this season. Defense, I think they're probably fine. Like, I think the defense, with uh, if you, let's say everyone's healthy. Um, I think the Predators have the defense that they need. I, there's no reason to make a bunch of moves to do anything there if you're trying to improve it. Wing, I mean... I don't know if you can find a scoring winger. I mean, that's what they need is more is better consistent scoring, but like, you know, between Forsberg, Tolvin, you know, Arvidsson being healthy. I mean, they probably are going to get about as good as they're going to get there without mm-hmm. overpaying. Um, You know, it's just, there's not a lot they can do if they're trying to buy for the playoffs. So, and they don't, and if they don't want to sell because they're going to make the playoffs, just get rid of unnecessary contracts and, See if you can't pick up a few extra you know, middle, low draft picks and see what happens and, and if you flame out of the playoffs, you can start selling in the offseason.
1: Yeah, move one of your one or two of your pieces for a third round pick, a fourth round pick, something like that, and uh and and you're no worse off this year than you would have been mm-hmm. and you're no and you're a little bit better for the future, so there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I
0: mean you can you can always look to trade Ecom Ellis in the off season because that, I mean that's that's where the reality comes in. Um see Predators are not well situated for the future right now. They need to rebuild in, in earnest and they got, if they're not gonna do it now they have to do it in the off season or they're just gonna be mediocre for the foreseeable future probably.
1: Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they're definitely not going to trade Matthias Ekholm before this trade deadline. It sounds like their price is too high for people to to buy right now in, in this flat cap m- market. Um even though it's more about the next year's cap than this year's. Uh so th- that's not going to happen. In any any issues, I mean, th- they can't trade Forsberg Forsberg right now because that he's injured and they're not going to do that. Uh, same thing with Shane like, they're not going to, none of these big pieces like we thought could get moved, uh, are going to get moved both because of the circumstances around the cap. And then also because of the, the, the team playing better. So that's all that's gone. I mean, that's not going to happen. Um, if you look at all of the, the trade rumors and, uh, and discussion from the talking heads, the national talking heads about, about the Predators, there, there is none. I mean, like they're not talking about Nashville anymore. It's yeah. completely yeah. off the board. It's, it's, it's crazy. Well,
0: I mean, they've when you go on a big winning streak, it, it can paper over all the prior problems. And the, honestly, the team has been playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, they've had off games, but you know, anyone listening who's been listening to the show will, will get tired of me here of, of me saying this. But they're finally starting to play like the team. I thought they were going to be at the start of the season where I was like, yeah, yeah they're about 45 to 55% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. Like, that's how they're playing. And once you make the playoffs, I mean, are you liable to get crushed by the number one team? Sure, but you can also beat them.
1: <laughs> it right.
0: happens. I mean, I the, they, the Predators have been in a similar position before.
1: Um, winning 11 of the last 14 games is the best medicine for resolving all of your cap problems, all of your roster problems moving forward. Uh, it, anytime you win that many games in that short of span, uh, that's, that's going yeah, to yeah. help you. Now it, it, it can mask some things. It can, it can, it can create some, the illusion of, of success that is sometimes problematic, but they have been playing. They've been also playing well. Yeah. We
0: no, this is, this is absolutely like you're playing like, you're on something ridiculous like your 10th or 8th or 10th season in like, you know, be a GM or be a coach in NHL 21. Mm -hmm. And like, you just have all these like prospects that were drafted and there's just like random names and like, it just feels such such like a strange lineup at this point, but they're still finding success. I mean, I can't fault the team for anything last night.
1: Right. Um, The other thing, a
0: little bit of finish maybe.
1: Sure, sure. The the other thing I was going to mention about, about why I think there's probably not going to be any trades here is because the trade season so far has been so, like, bizarre and weird. It's
0: been boring and bonkers, and it's, like, it's strange.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of the prices are... I mean, first of all, there's the three-team trade... With Detroit and Columbus and Tampa involving David Savard, it was like all this money changing going around. It, it feels like it, I mean, it, oh, it has, ca- you mean you
0: mean the cap circumvention going around? So Tampa, yeah, the could, cap circumvention, right? Pick I mean, up right. a couple defensemen. Yeah, I
1: mean, essentially, David Savard is worth three picks: a first rounder, a third rounder, and a fourth rounder not all going to the same team, but that's crazy to think about the Davis. Well, Spart- you know,
0: it was it, really, I mean, that was the, what they had to pay to get Columbus to retain half his salary.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So, so Columbus is paying half of Savard's salary. Detroit's paying a quarter of it. So Detroit's getting, getting paid a quarter of, or is paying a quarter of his salary and getting a fourth round pick in recompense, which
1: is great for Detroit. Oh, what's, what's crazy is his salary. I mean, look, if, if you were to like, his salary is only four point two million. Like that's not that crazy. So I, I yeah, mean, but Tampa it's is, about the, It's more about the cap than yeah, it is about, about the cap. Popular. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's that's the, what we're dealing with is like the, the the cap situation. Caps or
0: convention? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if if this this is something that like we've been seeing this happen a little bit more and more. I mean, the Predators were involved in that sort of movement um, to get um, was it Taurus?
1: Yeah, Kyle Taurus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which. I think we'll get to see today if he actually goes through waivers. Um, I bet he does. Oh yeah, why, why, yeah. And so you can't believe they gave up uh, Sam Girard. Sam Girard for a guy who's now going through waivers. And it's and, amazing. And it's absolutely amazing. One of the but, best young defensemen. Like yeah. not not like you know elite. Well, like elite of elite. But like he would easily be a, a feature in the predator. Oh god, I hate it so much.
1: But Brandon um, Brandon Montour, who's a defenseman I actually kind of like uh, in terms of his his ability on the ice, uh, goes to Florida for a third round pick. They had to replace Aaron Eckblad, who's out for the year.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, Florida's done a few things to try to improve because they have, they have picked up Carlson and Montour. So they're just trying to basically replace one guy with two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, requ- they acquired, didn't they get, I feel like Florida's traded for Walmart before.
1: <laughs> Haven't they traded for him already? Like, wasn't he with the team? Lucas Walmart signed with the Carolina Hurricanes. I, I don't know if he's been traded there before. Um, Wait, I got I got to look this up. I got to check. There may be another Walmart that you're thinking of, but, but no,
0: no, he he was he went from. So he played for Carolina and Florida last oh, season. He played okay. seven games in Florida, then signed for Chicago, and then oh. just got traded back to Florida. <laughs> I knew um, it. I knew. I knew it had to happen before. Um, I mean, just like I don't. I, honestly, I'm gonna uh, just a level. I don't know if with all these trades Florida's made, if they actually have improved or they're just sort of treading water.
1: Yeah, I think it's more treading water. But it, the, the, you know that they're, they're not. They're not a terrible team. They're they're probably in a better position. No, they're. You. I mean, they've got Alexander Barkov. I mean, yeah. The Islanders acquire Cal, Cal Palmieri and Travis Sajak, uh in exchange for first-round pick, fourth-round pick, two I, guys. I don't know Mason Jobst, AJ. So Greer, I don't this know. is
0: this is, in my opinion, such a great trade for the Islanders. I mean, Travis yeah. Ajack is a very solid defensive forward, so you're adding some defensive stability in your forward core. Um, which you know that is a Barry Trotz player. Um, and then Kyle Palmieri is is just. I mean, that's a that's a strong forward. I mean, he is a, you know, first line or elite second line forward. And they gave up a first round pick of fourth and a couple meaningless prospects. I mean, Jobst mm-hmm. is like, he's a career minor leaguer. Uh, Greer has, I think, filled in now and again in the NHL, but he's 24 and looks fine. I mean, maybe a roster player, bottom six, bottom, pa- bottom, you know, fourth liner, nothing you're really excited about. I, I, I think this New is, Jersey's trying to clear contracts. They're just trying to go and do an even deeper rebuild and just get the, rid of
1: players. The one thing about this trade, this one feels like the most like normal trade deadline trade where it's, it's really just almost a pure rental because like both those guys are uh, on the last year of their contract. Islanders yeah. are kind of trying to bulk up and, and capitalize on their position in the playoffs and, um I think it's yeah I agree I think that's, yeah, that's the Islanders really got a lot trade. better
0: and New yeah. Jersey is is continuing to try and figure out how to re- rebuild their franchise into
1: something. So the, those are pretty much all the trades there are, uh, we, uh, one uh, one other one I wanted to mention was Devin Dubnik to Colorado. Uh Devin Dubnik is still <laughs> playing. <laughs> like <laughs> playing. Like why why bad. would
0: they trade for, why would you like trade to get a, a goaltender who's just bad.
1: Yeah. Um and then a couple others, Riley Nash goes to Toronto, which was a pure salary cap ballerina dance around uh, their their cap situation, because I don't think Riley Nash is going to play this year. He's out, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I, having said all that, like those are the trades so far, like there's been these have been so weird and atypical and strange and, and like you said, boring and. Um, the other big name out there is Taylor Hall. Like I don't, I don't understand why Predators fans think that they're going to trade for Taylor Taylor Hall. I've seen that some, seen seen some people talking about that. Uh, no, no, that's not going to happen. First of all, I don't know that you want it to happen uh, because of the the cost, and also like I don't think that guy has a real good track record of going somewhere and helping teams succeed, except for one year in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he's kind of damaged goods at this point. He's he's a great talented player, but like I don't think he's not he's not this uh, you know balm to your problems. Uh, yeah,
0: he's going to give up way too much, and the Predators really. Can, I mean, this is a franchise that cannot afford to give up resources to acquire players at this point. They've done it year after year after year, and it has basically done nothing but
1: backfire.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, which is why we're in the situation that we're in, the conversations that we're
1: having. Yeah, um, I, th- th- that's not going to happen. So uh, let's let's close it up by saying this, or making a making a prediction. We don't make a lot of predictions on this show, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to see if we can get you mm. to make a prediction. Do you? What is your prediction for? Do the Predators trade trade away one of their expiring contract, one of their expiring contracts, and which one is it? Because I have one in mind that I think is going to go.
0: I mean, I would love for them to try and trade Eric for literally anything. <laughs> I, I think mean, gonna... I, I, I honestly couldn't even tell you if Brad, if uh, if Richardson is is healthy right now.
1: He's not. He's not. OK, I
0: didn't think so. So so I mean, I, I guess I could try to trade him. But I mean,
1: yeah, unless there are some teams that need some uh, LTIR cap relief. So maybe they, they can work in a trade and get a draft pick for a team that needs this, to this, uh, this league is seriously messed up when players are getting traded when yeah. they're injured because teams need yeah
0: cap relief i mean yeah. it's just so messed up it's like the whole shuttle shuffling players to the taxi squad so you don't have to pay them their full rate like right come yeah. on get over yourself
1: that's pretty crazy uh my prediction is i see i was gonna say eric hola but now i want to say something different um some,
0: oh yeah well uh.
1: My, my my first one would have been Eric Hall. I think my second one would be Nick Cousins. I think they find a team to take Nick Cousins. I mean not no knock on Nick Cousins. I think he's been he's been very good. He has a very particular set of skills uh, and I think he's uh, he's a te- he's a player that like uh, a lot of teams going into the playoffs are like we need some sandpaper. We need some grit. We need someone to fight, someone to stick up and someone to to, to push the other team around. Uh, that's why he's been traded, I think, a few times before. I think that's what, what people... And, and he also, is not, he's not terrible with the puck. He's not He's not like a... He's not total stone hands out there. So I think someone like Nick Cousins could be traded uh, maybe for like, I don't know, a fourth-round pick. Yeah, I mean... Something like that. Yeah, I mean, it just gets a little bit off. I mean, just trying to clean house a little bit is just responsible. Um, and also... Th- clearing him out. He's a, he's a, a, a wing center hybrid. You do that. You've got more room for someone like, yeah. rim Pitlick in the well, lineup play. to just play every night.
0: I'm also looking at like thinking about next season, you know, because you've got a couple. RFAs coming up next year or yeah. at the end of the season. So, I mean, Tolvanen is a, is an RFA. Yeah. Pitlick, Pitlick is an RFA. Olivier is an RFA. You um, see, Soros is Davro. Dave, Davis, both RFAs, Soros RFA, like yeah. now. Granted, Pekka come Pekka, you know we have. It's going to be big if he retires or if he wants to take on a smaller contract. We'll see. Right. But like, there's just a lot, and, and getting rid of Cousins makes sense because he's on for another year. So clear up another 1.5 million in cap space mm-hmm. um, could be helpful. Whereas Hall is going to fall off naturally at the end of the season, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that would They've got sense. around
1: 18 million to work with, and we'll we'll definitely break all that down at, at some point. But 18 million is not a lot to work with when you're dealing because it's not going to go up flat cap. And th- there's a lot of players in there that deserve. Uh, I mean, Ellie tolvin needs to get paid, right? I mean, they, they need to keep him. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, Rim Pitlick, UC Soros needs to get paid. I mean, what are you going to do with Dante Fabro? So yeah, there's a lot of lot of big questions there. A lot of big questions. Um, looking ahead, obviously the Predators played Dallas tonight. Uh, they played Tampa on Tuesday, their last game against Tampa this year, um, and then two games against Carolina. That is the other team that is basically pushing for the top spot in the Central. Two road games, Thursday and Saturday against Carolina. Tough those, games,
0: very up. tough games,
1: very tough games. So, and those are, those all come post trade deadline. So you can't you can't uh, lose all those games and then say, well, we'll sell our pieces because you just yeah. Lost. I mean, th- that's what's going to be interesting about that one is are those that that mini
0: series is that if the predators go all in or, or whatever they do by the end of the day tomorrow or by the end of the closest deadline tomorrow yeah people are going to judge them based off of their performance in those two games if they go poorly people mm. are going to be very very upset
1: with david poyle <laughs> yes for to, to say the least that's absolutely true yeah. so um, all right. That does it for our show today. That's going to be uh, man. It's going to be a really rough, uh, not rough, but a very uh, interesting week. Uh, to Exciting the, dynamic. Yeah. A lot of things going on. Uh, you can check all of our hockey coverage at agency sports, national.com. Follow me on Twitter at Alex one. Follow link on Twitter at 3d link. Any final thoughts this week, link, any, anything you want to throw out there at the very end of the show here um you know we've been we've been recording for about 40 minutes
0: and at the end of 40 minutes the red Wings are still trash
1: <laughs> all right everybody we'll leave it right there see you next week